who we are being equals what we have. The do part is so tiny in this equation. Who we are being equals what we have. And if we want to have something different than we have right now, then we need to be someone different. Welcome to Energetic Intelligence for Entrepreneurs, the podcast that guides spiritually curious professionals like you into soul-inspired success without sacrificing who you are to get there. Creative pursuits with impact, expansion through alignment, personal growth for professional gains. With your host, Beth Perry. So you're an action taker, huh? I want to invite you to consider what if you weren't just taking action, but you were taking aligned action? That is one of the most powerful ways we support our BTYB students. And in case you're interested in learning more about that, I've dropped the link in the show notes. The things that we do, the decisions we make, the actions we take, there is so much we could talk about around this. And I also want to focus on a very clear equation that I believe is going to make a massive difference in how you approach personal responsibility for the results in your life. I know it's been a game changer for me to rework and rediscover some of the processes that I've had access to for years. My hope for you is that a new perspective changes your life. So let's get into it. When we look at the energetic intelligence blueprint, there are six key pillars that all work together. And yes, we can talk about them on their own, which is what we're doing in season one, but also they are interconnected. They all impact each other. So keep that in mind as we break this down. When we look at the behavior part of our life, I think it's important to start with the fact that confidence comes after courage. We never feel ready to do the thing we're scared to do. It's all the other pieces that allow us to do the thing we're scared to do that we know will get us the place that we want to be. So how do we tap into that courage so that we can get to the confidence, so that we can streamline our behaviors to support more courage and more confidence and create a snowball effect in a good way? I'm going to invite you to really break down what it means to behave. I like to frame it as be plus have. If you cut the word in half, who we are being equals what we have. And that little equal sign, that's the do part. The do part is so tiny in this equation. Who we are being equals what we have. And if we want to have something different than we have right now, then we need to be someone different. And that person, that version of us that can be different will do different things, which will lead to us having different things. The outcomes in our life are limitless. Our behaviors are so influenced by the other parts of the energetic intelligence blueprint, our intuition, our body, our mind, our emotions, our relationships, they all influence the decisions we make and the actions we take. So the most powerful way to introduce you to this pillar as its own is that equation of behave equals be plus have. Who do you need to be to have what you want to have? The doing part is in the middle, and it's actually quite small. 
compared to the magnitude of impact that those other two pieces of the equation have on creating change in your circumstances. Now, when I talk about who are we being, I want to break that down a little bit. I really look at it as we're either numbing, avoiding, or hiding, or we're allowing, embracing, and seeing. We're either hiding from pain and disappointment, or we're seeing the possibilities. And if we're numbing and avoiding and hiding, then we're having limits and blocks. But if we're being in a place of allowing and embracing and seeing possibilities, then we're having abundance and flow. And it's totally normal to have abundance and flow in one area of your life and maybe limits and blocks in another area of your life. The magic of this is when we can connect the dots and see the patterns when we shift our behavior, how we're being and having in any one area of our life, it actually positively impacts all the other areas of our life. I remember being bullied in high school. I didn't deserve to be bullied. I don't believe any human on this earth deserves to be bullied. But I was going through an experience of being bullied. And when I think about that experience, I can remember hiding in the hallways, trying to slink down if I was walking past, like hopefully blend in with the crowd, which is hard. My town had more cows than people. So I think my graduating class was 50 something people. And that was one of the biggest classes they had seen in decades. So the entire high school and middle school, even if we were all changing classes at the same time, there wasn't really anywhere to hide, but I would try. Specifically, it was a girl on the basketball team who decided to spread rumors about me that were completely not true. And it made me dread going to practice. It meant even when I was at practice and athletics was one of the few places I actually felt like I belonged and I was confident. And all of a sudden, nobody would pass me the ball and people weren't talking to me. And I could tell there were jokes being said behind my back. And I would avoid her as much as possible. I would hide in the hallways and the locker rooms. And even on the court, I got timid about how I was playing defense or offense. And I I started numbing out. I chose things that helped me fit in in other ways, whether it was sneaking a cigarette with the cool kids or sneaking a drink out of my grandparents' liquor closet when nobody was looking. But when we choose behaviors, when we choose who we're being, when we repeat them often enough, they become habits. And that's a big part of behaviors. I shared in another episode, and it applies to this category as well. By the time we're 35, 90% of what we feel, think, and do is based on what we've done in the past. And so the more often we choose to numb, avoid, or hide in whatever way that might look like for you, whether it's overspending or drugs and alcohol, disconnecting in one way or another, our behaviors, our choices, our patterns, our habits, the more often we do them, it reinforces who we are being. It doesn't mean it's who we are. It doesn't mean that it's indicative of our potential. 
but it is who we're being in that moment. And you know what? There's lots of different coping mechanisms for things. I've had a lot of coping mechanisms in the past that I'm not proud of, and I've outgrown them, but I had to choose something new to fill the void. I didn't just magically wake up one day and say, oh, I've outgrown you like a pair of pants. I outgrew them because I rewired who I was being. And you have that option too. It's also interesting in this outgrowing of coping mechanisms concept to recognize that there is choice and give yourself grace that there is a growing out of process. When you decide to be brave enough to identify a behavior that is no longer serving you, one of the most powerful, compassionate approaches I have implemented into my life has been to give the version of me that chose that coping mechanism so much gratitude and love because it got me through whatever I was going through. So whether it's shopping or gambling or drinking or whatever your coping mechanism of choice might be overworking, overachieving, people-pleasing. I mean, gosh, there's so many. We don't need to judge them as harshly as most people would lead us to believe. Even when I think about this bully example, I remember the day I decided no more. I'm not going to hide from her in the hallways anymore. I'm not going to try to fit in with the cool kids in ways that I don't want to. I'm not going to go through this whole process of hiding my gifts and my talents and and my passions and desires. I mean, I really wanted to get a full ride to college on a basketball scholarship. So this was a big deal to me then. And when I decided to just allow her to bully me, I, I disconnected from the responsibility. And even looking back, I'm not sure because I did have such low self-worth and I had a lot of programming to work on, but I knew I don't deserve this. And I'm going to let her do it because I can't control her, but I'm going to control what I do about it. And that's the doing. What do we do? How do I handle this? That's a question so many people get stuck on. And there is a time and place for a strategy. But the strategy, if it's not based on who are you being and does that equal what you want to have, the actions need to, to bridge that gap. So then I started embracing to have. And that was I wanted playing time on the court with teammates I trusted. I started embracing. I wanted to walk down the hallway with my head held high. I'm a fantastic student. I'm kind. I'm all the list of things that I felt I needed to justify my self-worth. I, I'm pretty sure I wrote it in a journal at some point. <laughs> and then I gave myself permission to see the bigger picture. And I was like, she's a bully, but she doesn't actually have power over me. There are other support avenues available to me. And this is where it really, who am I being influenced what I did. So I got into the place of being unshakable. She could bully me or not. I was going to walk down the hallways with my head held high. I was going to show up to practice and ask for the ball. And I was going to go ahead and get the ball on, on the rebounds and wherever else. I was going to work with the team, whether they were working with me or not. That's all I knew how to, I could be that even if it was scary and even if I, it might not work out. I wasn't embracing the bullying process, but I chose to embrace that there was a way that we could fix it without causing more harm than had already been caused. I didn't want to turn around and bully her back. I wasn't looking for revenge. I was looking for a solution. And again, in hindsight, I'm pretty impressed with 15-year-old Bethany. I am. 
It was not easy. And again, this is part of giving ourselves grace and gratitude and love for handling it the best we knew how, because you probably have done better than you've given yourself credit for. So maybe when this episode is over, you go ahead and look at all those regrets you have or past decisions you made that you wish you would have done better. And maybe just journal on how you did the best you could at the time. The other thing is this third part of seeing the possibilities. I knew if I told the guidance counselor, for example, if I told them what had been going on, that she would get in a lot of trouble. And I wasn't actually against that. But back to who was I being? I didn't see how that would serve me. Ultimately, what I wanted to have was a cohesive team experience in the basketball season. So I went to the guidance counselor because it's a small town where everybody knows each other and all their siblings and all their parents. There's a different level of trust and access, I think, that made this possible. And honestly, I don't even know if it would be possible in today's day and age. But I went to the guidance counselor and I said, listen, there's a thing going on and I need to talk to this girl alone. I need to not have her friends all around her. I don't want to make it a big public scene. I'm going to have this conversation whether you allow it in your office or not, but I also don't want you here. And he allowed it. With her agreement, he did it with the door open and he was down the hallway. So he probably did hear everything, but his physical presence wasn't in the room. I don't remember exactly what I said, but this is, again, the doing part is not that important when you have who you are being figured out. I imagine I said something along the lines of, listen, you've got it wrong. If it doesn't stop, I'll have this conversation with him in here or something. I'm sure I had some kind of power play that I knew I was willing to follow through on, but I wasn't interested in beating her up or fighting her back. But bullying is a thing because it's like, what's right? How do you stand up for yourself? There's multiple options. I don't know that there's a right or wrong way to get out of numbing and avoiding and hiding and get into allowing, embracing, and seeing. It's a messy process. But the truth is, if what you're doing doesn't have you being who you want to be and having what you want to have, then the behavior has to shift. And we can't control other people's behaviors. We can only control our own. So looking at it, I had this conversation with her and I spoke from my truth and in my power. And I don't know if she thought I was going to hit her or what, but she just went along with it. And by that afternoon at practice, all of a sudden, everybody else was being nice to me again. And I have to say, there was one girl on the team. Erin, if you're listening, you never stopped being kind to me. You never stopped passing the ball to me. You never changed how you treated to me, even though I know you heard everything that was going on. And there was a second girl I want to acknowledge as well, Jocelyn. She took it all in and she was observing, but she never took sides. And once she saw me stand up for myself, I don't even know if she knew what had happened behind the scenes fully, but she really had my back, not just on the court, but off the court in a next level way. And as someone who I changed schools a lot, I think I changed schools seven times over the course of kindergarten to graduating. I skipped some grades and had some homeschool interims in there actually for a bad attitude, if you guys can even believe that. I was homeschooled in fifth grade for a bad attitude and again in ninth grade for a bad attitude. So many things to share with you guys. But there's always people when we allow ourselves to look at our own behaviors and look at the outcomes we have, 
there's always something we can do. And I do believe that there's always someone that has your back. There's always someone that once you stand up for yourself will be willing to stand with you. Erin and Jocelyn were those two girls for me. But that brings it back to the point that confidence comes after courage. Because once I stood up for myself, I became even more unstoppable on that court. And I never did get the scholarship to college on basketball, but I did get offered a full ride college when they saw me playing intramural at the school I had chosen to go to. So just saying, there's so many different ways this story could have gone and it played out how it was supposed to happen. I do believe that everything happens for us, not to us. But in that process of choosing, who am I going to be? I love that Martin Luther King quote where he talks about the character of a man is not measured in times of comfort, but in times of controversy. And I might be messing that quote up a little bit, but the, the general premise, I think, is clear that it's when things are difficult. Who are we being? Who are we being? And our behaviors. When we look at what did you do yesterday, that's information for you. When you look at what were you doing last week, when you look at what do you have planned for tomorrow, your behaviors, it's information. It's part of your energetic intelligence. It's a clue. It's feedback. It is undeniable. If you did X, Y, and Z, and you have A, B, and C, that's your current formula for success or failure, depending on how you define your current circumstances. So if you don't change X, Y, and Z, then A, B, and C is not going to change. And I am really excited to see you guys start implementing from this new perspective of being the person that has what you want to have before you have the thing. It's going to make the little tiny middle part of what needs to get done absolutely crystal clear. You're going to be able to identify what is the best strategy for you, whether it's in business, relationships, communication, fitness, you name it. When you know who are you being? What do you have? And how to play with that equation. The little do part can change on a day-to-day basis, and you'll be constantly streamlining to your highest potential, your most powerful self. This is the behavioral pillar of the energetic intelligence blueprint. I hope you've enjoyed tapping into it as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you, and I can't wait to see you on a next episode soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. And remember, it's great to have someone tell you what worked for them, but it's better to have someone show you what will work for you. Until next time, I believe in you.